Welcome to the My World, My Time podcast. In this series, I'm traveling back in time to interview historical figures who have made a positive difference in the world. Have you ever felt that you're just not good enough, no matter what you do or how hard you try? In this episode, we're going to talk with a famous writer and philosopher who reminds us that our efforts are more important than our accomplishments. This is Episode 7, Leo Tolstoy. We're on air in 3, 2, 1. Today is September 6, 1887, and we're in Moscow to interview Leo Tolstoy, the Russian author who has almost single-handedly transformed the world of literature with his novels. Welcome, Mr. Tolstoy, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us this evening. Dobry wieczór. Uh, thank you for having me. First, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started writing? Oh, I first began writing when I was in the army. Uh, during quiet periods, I was able to write quite a lot. Uh, the first book I wrote was a story called Childhood. It was my happy memories uh, as a young boy. I next wrote Boyhood and the Sevastopol Tales. All while you were in the army? Da. I wrote all through the Crimean War, uh, but after that I, I left the army. <laughs> and is that when you wrote War and Peace? It took me six years to write it, uh, but yes. People call War and Peace one of the greatest novels of all time. Would you... Have you read War and Peace? Um... Actually, no. I, I haven't made it through that one yet. It is long, is it not? <laughs> Even I, the author, have decided it is too long. <laughs> well, yes, it is a bit long. I did read Anna Karenina, though, and I loved The Death of Ivan Ilyich. Ah, I see. You only read Anna Karenina, but you loved Ivan Ilyich. I'm sorry, I didn't mean No, uh, no apologies needed, uh, but I am curious. Uh, what did you like so much about our poor friend Ivan Ilyich? Well, I just found it so fascinating. I mean, it, it really made me think about how uh, a lot of the things we do, we're doing not because we necessarily want to, but just because that's what everyone else around us is doing. Most men and women do not recognize this truth. Instead, they try to persuade themselves that the life they are leading is what they want, simply because they are used to it. Um, just like how Ivan Ilyich convinced himself that he was happy leading a useless life, just because everyone else was doing it too? Exactly. <laughs> wrong does not stop being wrong, because the majority share in it. That's true, but wouldn't it be a lot easier to live a meaningful life if everyone else was living a good and meaningful life too? It is interesting, is it not, that everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. <laughs> That's true. But I want to change the world too. Is that wrong? Changing yourself is how you change the world. Uh, but the first person you change must be yourself. Can one teach another a language that they themselves do not speak? No, it is unthinkable. 
The same is true for moral courage. How can one hope to teach or inspire another to do something that they have not or would not do for themselves? No. Each person's first task in life is to become an increasingly better person. I try to be a better person, but it seems like I just keep messing up again and again and again. Yes, I, I too mess up, as you say, again and again. <laughs> uh, but think of it this way. The fact that you are trying is more important than where you are at. What do you mean? The person who is at a lower level of perfection but is striving to move forward is living a better life than the person on a much higher level who is not moving forward at all. I like that. <laughs> I'm definitely trying, but how do you make the changes stick? Uh, stick? I mean, how do you make them last? When we try to change ourselves simply out of a mental desire to do better, it will never last. Lasting change only comes when our conscience demands the change so powerfully that it makes it impossible for us to live in any other way. So, we must really be willing to give up whatever it is that's holding us back, right? Da, that is correct. It's easier said than done, though. So, how do you do it? Oh, I did not say I, I live perfectly each thing I teach, yet. I, I try and fail. I try and fail. I, I tell myself I will do better next time, but the same weaknesses seem inescapable. There is a large difference between what I am and what I want to be. But you've written some of the greatest novels of all time. You've influenced so many people, and... And? Well... I guess I assumed that someone as successful as you would be, well, would be happy with who you are. I am tormented by the pettiness of my life. There is something in me that makes me believe that I wasn't born to be the same as other people. I am still tormented by thirst, not, not for fame. I, I don't want fame and I despise it, but but to have a big influence on people's happiness and usefulness. There are times when I, when I wonder if I will die with this hopeless wish. But in your books you say... In my books, yes. But I find it easier to write ten volumes of philosophy than to successfully put one principle of it into practice. Well, yes, I understand that for sure, but... You've given away almost all your money to help the poor. You've started schools to help peasant children learn how to read. You've freed the serfs who were forced to work on your land, and you've given up your life of privilege to work alongside them. I mean, it seems to me that you're doing an amazing job of putting no. your principles into practice. No, it is not enough. But you're doing so much already. Will it ever be enough? I do not know. Let's switch gears here for a minute and talk about some of the principles you try to practice. I've heard that you're against violence of all kinds, is that right? Yes, that is right. 
Anger, fighting and war are wrong under any circumstances. But can't war be justified if your country is under attack? No. It is wrong to kill. It is murder. Murder? Isn't it different when you're fighting in a war? It should not be any different. If a man kills a fellow creature, he is a murderer. If two, ten, a hundred men do so, they, too, are murderers. But a government or a nation may kill as many men as it chooses, and that will not be murder, but a great and noble action. One man cannot plunder and pillage, but a whole nation can. But precisely how many men are needed to make it permissible? So what would you do if someone were to attack you? Love them. Love them. Love is life. Everything that I understand, I understand only because I love. Everything is united by it alone. And as soon as men live entirely in accord with the law of love, not only will hundreds be unable to enslave millions, but not even millions will be able to enslave a single individual. Well, what you've said makes a lot of sense. But what can we do to stop wars from happening when we're not the ones in charge of the country? The way to end wars is one person at a time. One person who has the courage to say, No, I will not fight. Just as one candle lights another, and that candle can light thousands of other candles, so one heart illuminates another heart and can illuminate thousands of other hearts. Their actions help give others the courage to also refuse to fight until one by one the entire army has changed and refuses to carry on the war. We've talked about so many great points today, but if you could give one piece of advice to all mankind, what would it be? Oh, the, the most important advice I could give, that which, which I consider to be the most useful, is simply to say, stop a moment. Cease your work. Look around you. Remember, there is only one time that is important. Now. It is the most important time, because it is the only time when we have any power. In God's name, do not waste your time or your opportunities. Leo Tolstoy, it has been a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us and for all you are doing to make the world a better place. And as for your hopeless wish to be an influence on others, you will be. I mean, you are. I mean, what you're doing and who you are, it is enough. Thank you. Leo Tolstoy was more than just a writer. He worked hard to bring literacy to Russia, to inspire others and help those in need. His writings and his determination to constantly better himself inspired both social and political change in Russia and abroad. Tolstoy's stance against violence went on to influence many, including Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr proving that a person who sincerely loves and wants to help others can have a powerful effect throughout time and over any distance. 
Perhaps to change the world, we really do just need to change ourselves. Thank you for listening to Episode 7 of the My World, My Time podcast. There are more inspiring stories to come. Make sure you don't miss them by subscribing to our podcast today. For more information on My World, My Time and how you can make a difference, go to www.myworldmytime.org. This is My World, My Time reminding you to do something big or do something small, but do something to make a difference today.